Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Michael Dean Show here on Podcast Jules. I'm already on one as we start, so bear with me. Joining me today is Mr. Ampu. Sir, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, you're going to get a lucid, some uh, sober Ampu today. Oh, okay. He's out there As going... opposed to what? Oh. Well, I, I, I thought, well, our topics, I thought I was going to be uh, having a heated debate. So I said, let me, I, I said, let me go ahead and get relaxed and chill so yeah. I don't lose my mind. But apparently that's not going to be needed today. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Also joining us, you can hear him now, is Mr. Big Sexy in Saxer. How are you? Oh, what it is. I'm doing well. I'm going to watch the Batmobile today and otherwise essentially relax for the weekend. However, I must give my chef, Scotty, out a shot. He had a little pop-up thing in his restaurant, um, origami, last night. It was packed. It was packed. Nicely done, Scotty. Origami. I can even go to Bertha's Soul Kitchen. Just saying. Hysterical. Bertha's Soul Kitchen? <laughs> Um, what is their cuisine? Come on, you know, neck bone, chitlins. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> neck bones? Pork chop. Come on. Neck bones and chitlins? Collard greens yeah. and uh, sweet potato ca- casserole? Oh, that will be a no for me. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I've never had a neck bone in my life. Wow. Really? Well, let me rephrase that. As an adult. I oh, okay. had as a child and did not care for them. Okay, okay. You have a more sophisticated palate that no neck bones shall cross. I, at this point in time, I'd have to say that, yes. <laughs> well, Nigelations chapter 4, verse 69 <laughs> says, you gonna, you gonna eat what I put on your plate, but anyway. Yeah, so I was when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into some topics, shall we? First one, this is, this, we got to give up proper respects. First of all, uh, much respect and rest in peace to Papa Joe Jackson. Got to give it up. That's yeah. right. Joe, I don't, was his last middle name Joseph? I don't know if I'm thinking Michael, but anyway. No, Michael. Michael's last middle name was Joseph. Joseph yes. yeah. Props to Joe Jackson. Listen, I know Joe, They he always gets clowned out. Over the years, and some people are not clowning when I talk about him. They think, oh, he's an abuser. You know, look what he did to these kids. Listen, here's how I look at it. Uh, he was a father, Gary, Indiana. He had dreams of, I believe, being a boxer and a musician. They didn't work out. End up having, you know, initially, what, six kids or something like that. She said, I'm going to go work in the steel mill at the warehouse and I'm going to make a way for my family. And I'm going to take this music dream that I had and put it on my kids and get them into shape and create real generational wealth. You can go pull up his grandkids. You can go pull up adopted kids that sit there and tell you their life is fabulous the opportunities that they got unheard of if they didn't want to probably some of them ain't got to do shit they'll be taken care of was there problems in the family or different things come up whose family ain't had issues 
right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to go from Gary, Indiana, to creating an opportunity where the kids, the kids is kids, got a name that's out here respected, and more importantly, got finances to help them live a better life. That alone is you have to tip your hat. You have to offer respect to that man and say, yo, he got his family to a whole other level, way further than where he started. And the opportunities that they got now and the lifestyle that they get to live way better than where he came from, that small little house in Gary, Indiana, where you got six or seven kids and he out there in the steel mill working. The other part of it is a lot of cats owe a debt to Joe Jackson, Michael, Jackie, and all them. Because a lot of cats took that whole, their whole style and ran with it. A lot of people around the world is smiling because of Joe Jackson. And why I say that? Because a lot of people listen to Michael's music and they bring joy in their life. From from the streets of Gary, Indiana, all the way to Bucharest, Russia, and back. So he done touched, his legacy done touched the world and brought greatness to the world. So for all those people, oh, you beat them kids. and look at, No, go look at the whole family. Don't judge it off of one person. Judge the whole family. And then compare to what you do in your family. He did a good thing. Nobody's perfect. But you can't argue that generationally their family is in a better position than they was when he started the family. And for that and to be a black man in in America to be able to do that, I tip my hat to Joe. Well done, sir. Now, go ahead. I was going to say a black man in the 60s. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you finished. Um, yeah, I, I see both sides of the argument. Uh, I'm leaning more so to giving praise to that man. I look at the situation. He, From what I heard and what I've learned about Gary, Indiana, it's it's a shithole. You know, Trump want to talk. Damn. Yeah, he wants to talk about Africa being a shithole. Like, nah, I heard Gary Indiana, that's a shithole. And there wasn't, especially for a black family, there wasn't much that you can, you know, get out of that situation. You know, you have your kids go work at a steel mill and you do that for 34 years and then you repeat the cycle with your kids working there and their kids. It's just a vicious, vicious, you know, working class existing, which, you know, isn't bad, but, you know, you want better for your children. People, I've seen a number of people saying that, well, he didn't do anything. Those kids had talent and he used them and pimped them. Um, and mind you, yeah, yeah, that's, this is what people are saying. So the old Go, magical my- Negro, they was, they just born to be shucking, dancing and shucking. Get the fuck out of here. It, I'm on with it. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Point. Point. Michael Dean. Yes. Um, I put up on my Facebook and I got some blowback from it. I said, two of the best male and female pop stars ever. If you didn't raise a son and daughter as exceptional as those two, then I don't want to hear your critic- you criticize his parenting today. And to me, I-, I look at it, at the end of the day, Michael and Janet Jackson were probably peerless as 
male and female artists. Isn't that what you want for your children to to nurture and groom their talent, their craft, where people are saying what people are saying Mike was the greatest ever. And, you know, I don't want to get into the whole misogynistic and patriarchal that Janik is the greatest female to ever do it by some. I mean, think about that, not to mention that he had most of the other kids that had a talent and nurtured that to get away from that environment, which is is what you do as a parent. Now we can go into the other side, how excessive he was being physical with them, um, talking about their nose. First of all, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna bring it to my my perspective. Uh, some of you haven't met me in real life, but I got a big head. I would even I got a big head. I've heard it from my dad. I've heard it from my cousins. I've heard it from my sisters. Big head, big head, big head, big head. Now, do you think, now I don't know if there's any way to do anything about it, but do you think that's really going to affect me to the point that I'm going to do some cosmetic surgery to change that? But, of course, when it comes to Michael Jackson, our Lord and Savior, the only reason he was doing all this stuff is because his daddy called him a big nose. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Now, there might be some reports that says he state that, but at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own actions. Michael Jackson's a grown-ass man. People want to blame Joe for well, he took his childhood. That's why he was around kids. Michael Jackson's a grown ass man. He made he put himself in that situation and he made those decisions. But I look at it. Joe Jackson got his family. And as Mike said, is continually says generational wealth. They have it. They didn't have to struggle at a certain point in their life. They with the exception of Michael Jackson, by the way. None of them have any criminal record. None of them have any run-ins with the law. None of them have been to jail. Now, you can look at Marlon and Jermaine and that whole fuck shit, like Jermaine on clouded. But I'm, I'm quite sure if you look at your family, you got some trifling stuff going on. So the, the abuse, I don't know everything, but I take a look at the, I take a look at the results to some aspects. Those kids are doing good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, you know, just to go back to what you said in terms of Janet and Michael and stuff, listen, the the takeaway of, of why they are superstars and yes, they have talent. A lot of people have talent. Exactly. Right? Yes. A lot of people got talent. A lot of people don't 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 work their talent and don't do nothing with it. But see the thing I in my opinion Joe put down is that discipline to nurture your talent and to be the best at it. So you can't be Michael Jackson. Well, he was already talented. So what, Michael just woke up and he already had all that in him. He, whenever he just wanted to turn on, he turned on. No, stop it. He had to work. Michael was putting in that work. He's practicing daily, getting his steps tight, getting his whole presentation tight. Michael is studying the greats. He didn't tell you that. I'm studying James. Jackie, I'm Sammy, Fred Astaire. I'm studying. That means he's putting in work. That means he's disciplined. That means he's deciding I'm not going to go do this so I can work on this so I can be the best entertainer in the world. Janet Jackson is studying the game. She really, okay, I got to work with this person. I got to, you know, I want to be Michael is the bar. I got to study my brother. So they didn't just wake up and be this stuff. Same with Prince, and just wake up. Oh, he's talented. No, he has to practice. They'll tell you that. P. 
people who work with him tell you that. So that's what they get from Joe. Joe was that taskmaster, as fathers should be. Yo, you're going to do it right, boy. You know? And did he get people get whipped? Uh, yes. Did, a lot of us got whooped. Was some of that, uh, would you say that some might be excessive? Yeah, of course. There's things you can trace back to slavery and stuff. That happens to all of us. But at the end of the day, you got a dad that's in there putting down instructions on how to be great. He wasn't giving them instructions mm-hmm. to be fools. He wasn't giving them instructions to do foolish stuff. He was like, yo, y'all going to do this right. We're going to get out here. We're going to be the best. I don't know who don't want their parents to be doing that. Uh, I don't know where, 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 do you, where you end up at when you, just, when you let mediocrity be the, the, the rule of the day. I think the thing with Joe is we live in a world now where they don't want to see dads put in that type of discipline and instruction in people's lives. They rather oh, just let him go on and play or well, he lost. Well, they're all winners. See, no. See, Joe and them, they didn't come from that era. You know, you had to actually do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the difference. And, and of course, they want to demonize the black father anyway. Uh, and Joe fits right into that stereotypical picture they want to paint. Are oh, he crazy? You know, he. Oh, I feel so sorry for Michael. Michael was a grown ass, brilliant man. Yes, you can have generational curses, right? You can have stuff from your parents or stuff that came down and it could be like a curse. But when you become an adult, you could you got two choices. You can either say, I'm going to uh, just keep complaining and blaming all my circumstances on what happened before. Or I'm you know what? I'm grown. I'm going to make the change. I'm going to get some knowledge of this situation and do better for myself. Michael Jackson can decide when he wanted to change or do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, so I don't all that. Well, he didn't have a childhood because, listen, when you become grown and then you have unlimited resources, you can be whatever you want to be. Right. And so Michael Jackson chose to be what he wants to be. And then, of course, you're dealing with this is Michael growing up in the world where being black, you know, that's frowned upon or or you don't have European features, you know. I don't know if that that may not be necessarily the thing today, but back in the eighties, that was a big thing. Why do you think the Jerry curl was? Why do you think he was getting conks? Why do you think they was getting Jerry curls? Why do you think they were straightening his nose? You know, that's what that was, and he was susceptible to that form of thinking, the same as the rest of us. But he just had unlimited resources, nigga. If all of us could get nose jobs and get our hair permed out, you don't think we would have had them either? But I ain't got money to do that. I just want the money to get my hair, period. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, we was all, he just had the resources to do all the foolishness that a lot of us was being brainwashed into thinking. Right? And he was, he was really just like, uh, he was the perfect, I don't say perfect, but he was like the manifestation of the fucked up mindset a lot of black people had at that time because we was being pushed this European and, and black ain't beautiful type stuff. But Mike had the resources. To, oh, well, I'm going to look beautiful then. <laughs> I can get my nose. With shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a sad story. But to me, that's the real thing about that. It wasn't because he was getting beat because he was being brainwashed. The same foolishness a lot of us was. But Michael Jackson was great. 
the the whole Jackson family their greatness. Yeah, was Joe out there doing seeing other women? All, you know, that's the that's that's their family business. But was him and his mm-hmm. wife still married on paper time of his death? Yes. So you can go argue with Catherine Jackson and them, but I can guarantee you. She was stood by and stood there and they ain't got to do nothing. She ain't working no job. They straight. Whole family straight. You can go look at what's the little boy's name? Michael's son? Prince. The Prince. Prince. He got a video for all of y'all. You yeah, go watch. Him off. Yeah, go watch his. He's talking about his granddaddy. He'll be the one to tell you what their family is about. The outsiders talking, you know, keyboard social justice warriors versus people that's actually in the family. If that little boy say my granddaddy was the shit and I slap anybody who got something to say, now I'm going to go with what he say. One of the things I'm going to talk about today is my grandpa and what y'all fucks got to say about it. So y'all can keep talking all the shit you want, saying he abused my dad and all this, and I'm going to make a YouTube video about it for sure. But he raised these kids, right? Otherwise, they would have been in gangs or fucking dead. So go ahead. Keep talking shit. But you won't ever be as great as one of that man's fucking balls in his nutsack. Just remember that. Because <laughs> he ain't, he ain't tripping. He ain't got to do nothing. He's straight. So, and he white. And a lot of you motherfuckers, let me stop. So I, I'm drinking this Corona extra. Y'all ain't getting me out here talking <laughs> crazy. That, and that's Mike's kid saying that. Not one of the other ones. Mike's kid said the one that everybody says had the problem, the biggest problem with Joe, but his son, is saying uh, one ball in his nut is greater than you, anything you ever did. Well, I'm gonna let you ride with that. I don't know if that's what he's did. He say that actually. Yes. Oh, okay. I, 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 I must have missed that part. Hey, then I'm with it. Okay. But yeah, man, Joe's Joe's that dude, man. He he should be praised. He should not be demonized. Um, big sexy. Any any other words you want to add to this? Well, it's like you said, you know. Joe and everybody, all of us, you know, have made missteps and had, you know, intra-family disagreements. That's just life. That shit happens. You know, unfortunately for Joe, because of the work ethic that he instilled in his children, it just became public. You know, again, like you said, Mike didn't wake up one day and be able to write songs and moonwalk and, you know, be the best out there. No, people don't want to talk about that. You know what? And I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, fuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to reach over across the aisle and take Anthony's conspiracy brother hat for a moment. Why is it that anybody of color is naturally gifted, talented, but anybody not of color, oh, well, they've got work ethic. Fuck that. Oh, wow. Cats like Prince. Miles, Ray, Charles, Michael, all put in the work to learn and not only learn, not only excel, but to master their craft. Okay, everyone's got talent at some you know of some sort. The question is, what do you do with it? You know, I remember when the Michael Jackson making a thriller video came out. And I'm just watching it. Da, 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 da. And what is Michael doing? Practicing. My man, I forget his name. Michael Peters. Michael Peters. Michael Peters. said, look, Mike is about the work. You know, fuck what you see on TV. Mike's in here getting it done. 
Jimmy Jam, who I think very highly of, said the same thing about Prince. Prince will walk in, work the time for, you know, eight hours, then go work his own band for eight hours, then go home and record, you know, DMSR and do it all again the next day. Why? Because he's about his music, about that craft. And then I don't know how he did it all hours of the day, but he did it. And so when people look at Michael, Michael does not attain this without Joe. Was there a relationship, Rocky? Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. You know, because a lot of people, you know, myself included, you know, we get caught up in the whole victory tour slash thriller debacle. And then Mike said, you know what, Joe, I gotta, I gotta go solo. I gotta do my thing. I gotta step away. And he did. And, but the lessons Mike learned from Joe let him step away and do his thing and get even bigger. So people, you know, don't be about the tabloid. Well, he had this daughter and he did all this and he had on the pimp suit. Damn that. Look at the results. The results speak for themselves. Yeah, and he, and he ain't doing no different than what's been going on in your family. In everybody's so, family. Exactly. It, there's one account with the parent. Oh, you just write him off. Uh, he, he forever written. No, that's their daddy. And, and and these little things can be forgiven because that's my dad. Would you talk? No, I can talk about him, but you can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so far back. But anyway. Um, Hold on. One more oh, thing. Ahead, yeah, yeah. Sure. One more thing. Um, about the family dynamics, I tell all of my clients when I'm doing estate planning, I tell them all. Anytime someone passes away, there is always at least one person in the family He's going to act a fucking fool. This crosses racial. This crosses wealth. This crosses, you know, cultural lines. That is an absolute. So people don't be looking at Joe for whatever because everybody's got family and everybody's got family who will embarrass the shit out of them. So leave Joe the fuck alone. Well, I don't know, man. He beat them kids. Look at how Mike turned out. <laughs> Mike, Mike did okay. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Yeah, yeah man. I shout mean, out to Joe, man. I love my mama. The worst ass whipping I ever got from her, my mother, with the cable cord. Now, I think I needed Damn. to be disciplined, but the cable cord was a little bit excessive. Mama, you, I know you listening. That was excessive. I, I hope the stat, statute of limitations is up. You just got <laughs> snitching on your mom and had a police show up. I won't testify. No, no. They, don't need your not, test- they don't need you to testify. I will say yeah. back in the day, can't do that no more. Uh, okay. D- but anyway, I took that ass whipping, and I, I was wrong. I think it. But gee, my ass ain't uh, the president of EA. I'm subordinate. So he did something right. It ain't just ass whippings. Nah, it's, you know, that's 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 it. You already know. But yeah, shout out to Joe, man. Uh, rest in peace. It's just, it's always sad when you have a family member pass. Uh, that's that's the end. Of, that's what I always remember. Though. No matter all the little stuff we talk about, that's somebody's family member. That's their father. There's a lot of people, grand grandfathers, a lot of people that life he's, he's affected. Um, and I know they're going through it right now. So we, we, we uh, you know, have them in our prayers for sure. And the Jacksons brought a lot of happiness. That's what I said earlier. The Jacksons brought a lot of happiness to us, man. To a lot so of people. How are we not going to praise them and, and, and give them support, right? Because they didn't have to. They, they they got a lot of us smiling for a lot of different reasons throughout the world. So shout out to the Jacksons. Uh, they wanted the top. They they wanted the illest to ever do it. Period. 
Um, all right, man, let's jump around. Uh, we got to go to, man, this was a story uh, that's, that was pretty hot this week. Uh, and, and this this show is going to be raw and I'll cut today. Definition of a fuck boy. Um, this is what I call this this segment. We want to talk about Dame Dash and Lee Daniels. Yeah, fuck boys gonna take on a whole new meeting. You talking about Lee Daniels? Hilarious. Hi. <laughs> Listen, uh, here, here's the thing. So, we, of course, we've all hopefully you've seen the 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 video of Dame Dash uh, pulled up on Lee Daniels at a D- Diana Ross concert. Uh, it's so funny that they're playing the music to reach out and touch. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and Dame basically got at Lee Daniels about some money that was owed two million dollars. This has been going Wait. on for years. Two million ain't some money, right? Seriously, it's a, it's a group of money. This has been going on for quite some time. Any of those who who follow Dame, he's talked about this in interviews throughout the years. Uh, shout out to Dame. I just got his book Culture Vultures. I'm gonna start reading that tonight. Uh, he going in on people naming names, but uh, this is a situation where Dame loaned, uh, you know, use his word, loaned Lee Daniels two million dollars years ago to help him with some movie situations when nobody else was giving Lee Daniels that kind of bread to help him out, and essentially Lee Daniels never paid the money back. Now, this touched me because I kind of in this well I didn't loan somebody but a situation where somebody owed me some money but this is the type of situation that really sometimes makes it hard for a lot of brothers sisters in that matter to do business with other black folks okay that's where I'm going with this because here's the thing and Lee Daniels has, has since spoken on this a lot of other institutions they're not giving us no money okay they're not that he, he even says it in in his response to the situation none of these other companies was going to front me the money to do these movies so he goes to a person who has resources another black man and yo man can i get can i get some money to help and this brother says yes right he says yo this was money that i have for my own movie budgets and doing stuff but i'm gonna give it to you because i believe in what you're doing and i want to see you rise up and do your thing just give me my bread back. I got you. Now, of course, Lee Daniels has exceptional success. You know, Precious, The Butler, and of course, Empire. And so it's one of them situations where, you know, somebody owe you some money and you see them out there balling. You see them out there at the mall buying up shit or or you want to you be at the picnic or something and you see your boy pull up in a new car. And he was like, yo, my man, didn't don't you owe me fifty dollars? Oh, yo, I ain't got it right now. I, I'll get you. But how are you gonna have a how you got new Jordans on though? Oh, you oh y'all man, quit playing, man. You know, I'm gonna get it's one of those. Now on the street, you're gonna get hurt doing that kind of stuff. And I'm talking about low level money. I I'm gonna keep it one hundred with you. This is a person I have right now on site. It's on if I see this person. <laughs> he only owed me a couple thousand dollars, but he effed me on the process. So imagine if somebody owed you two million dollars and they've been ducking you for years and you know they got that money. They doing big things out here. 
so well, first of all, I have no problem with Lee Daniels running up on him. I mean, Dame Dash running up on his money. I took I, I, I took my hat to Dame that he kept it respectable and didn't turn it into some violence or any necessary nonsense. Because a lot of people, it would have went a whole different direction. I do think, you know, Lee Daniels played it cool because if he just showed any sign of aggressiveness or like disdain, it would have been off with his head. Like he already, that's why he was real like hands, you know, hands was back. Like, oh, whoa, you know, because if he would have said, you know, you know, what's that uh, famous scene in Menace of Society? I mean, I'll pay your monkey ass when I feel like it. Oh, no, we don't have a problem. Dame would have whooped his monkey ass. You know, it went left. But I, so I respect that Dame kept it very, you know, calm per se for Dame. Because if it was me, listen, man, I'd be like, yo, you see that red dot on your chest? Yeah, I got sni- snipers on the on the roof. You gonna run me this money right now? We going to the bank right right now, <laughs> or you know, better yet, give me your phone. We're gonna download this cash app, and you are gonna wire me whatever the fucking limit is right now, cause I need bread, ain't man. But uh, let me get back to Lee Daniels. See, he's an example of how cats don't value their own selves because there's really no excuse for why he never paid this man back his money. The only excuse is he didn't value another brother because I guarantee you if this had been somebody else, you know, if, if Weinstein had g- gave him that money and I'm saying Weinstein's name to be funny style, but if Weinstein <laughs> gave him that money, or you say Gaffin or any, you know that money would have already been, had been paid back. Wouldn't even have been. And again, Dame Dash had a lawsuit a few years ago about this. It wouldn't even have went that far. Gotcha. You know, that money would have came straight out of the deal. Whatever deal he had assigned to the new movie, it would have been written in the contract. It was, oh, Weinstein gets his too. That would have been a wrap for that. And he would have been the first one to, to bring it up. Lee Daniels would have been the first one to bring it up. But because... He just said, oh, I ain't, ain't going to pay that. I ain't going to pay that. Nigga. He is on that kind of stuff. That's why you have to make sure. What well, man Chuck D say? Every brother ain't a brother. And sometimes you got to leave that brother stuff out. And this is business. <laughs> F the brother. This, I need my bread. It's going to be in writing. If you don't want to sign this paper, I'm not giving you shit. Because I'd rather just give you the money and don't have no expectations. Because if you don't have my $2 million, it's going to be a prop. Right? So, Lee Daniels, man. And he said he's going to pay him back. And, but, you know, for me personally, he say he's going to pay him back. He said that years ago. I want to see when Dame Dash says, I got my bread. And I want to see him post the, the pot. Money received because cats will say anything, but he so it's the same thing. Like he only giving him his money because he's got exposed. It's all over the news, and he looked crazy out here. He ain't got no choice but to give him his money back. But you really got to question cats that are that are like that, 
And it's just a lesson for us. Yo, we can be brothers and all this. But when it comes to money, just keep it business, man. Because it be your own so-called people that'll be the ones that'll F you over first. And Dame said a great thing. I heard him. He was talking about this. He said, how come Lee Daniel, he said Lee Daniels bought his mom a new Ferrari or something like that. How come his mom can get all that? But my kids can't get their college education. That's their money for their education. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they get that first? So priorities is all out of whack. And again, man, every brother ain't a brother. Shout out to Dame Dash. But make sure you get your money, bro. And don't do that stuff no more. Have paperwork in place. Because these cats, they don't value themselves. Why are they going to value you? All right. Big Sexy, man. What's your take on this? You know, I, I've i been reading up on Dame lately because of his past relationship and business dealings with Jay-Z. And Dame's about his money. You know, I'm not trying to infl- infer that he's, you know, a violent cat or anything, but he's about business and about his money. He saw something in Lee Daniels, wanted to help nurture that, help him get started, and Lee played him like a punk, bottom line. You know, the first two projects didn't work out. In fact, the second project, Dane was like, I don't know about this one, man. You sure about this? And Lee's like, yeah, I really feel strong. Okay, man, go ahead, do what you do. And then, of course, it turned into nothing. He does Precious, and now he can't find Dame's phone number. Hell no. You know, I got to give it up. Dame handled it a lot better than I would have. <laughs> you know, because <clears throat> I'd have to be rolling like, you know, Vince McMahon money to not trip over $2 million. Again, let me say that again. $2 million. I'm going to give somebody who's been told no in his industry, but I'm going to give him two million because I see some of them, man, you better have my money. You know, damn that. This is business. And I would have, like you mentioned, uh, Weinstein and Geffen and those, those cats, I don't want it the same way. I will take your product. You will do nothing until I get my money back. And then if we can settle it like gentlemen, we can settle outside. All right. Cause uh-uh, you wrong, man, flat out, no matter how Dame slices it. And he went on somebody's show this week and tried to spin it. Oh, you know, I'm going to pay him, but it wasn't a loan. It was an investment. Man, fuck all that. He called you out. You got embarrassed. Now you're trying to spin it. It didn't need to get to all that. The moment you started breaking bread and getting them big, fat advances, you should have sat down with Dame, worked something out, and got him paid. Other, anything beside that is a punk move. Period. Did he oh. wear a perm? <laughs> I was just let me Uh, go ahead, man. I cut you off. No, no, I'm good, man. Okay. I'm good. And poo, man. You got that fifty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, what got me is the fact that he tried to uh, throw some shade at Dave. Said, "I'm gonna make sure he gets his money. He needs it right now. Yeah, what the hell, money. man? Wow. I'm like, wow, that's." <laughs> Okay, you, you, you trash. He's kind of, he, he basically saying, I'm going to give you a little $2 back, you know, your little money back. That's what he's saying. Like, he ought to get his ass whipped just for saying that, personally. Yeah. 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 
And the other thing is people are out there saying, oh, would Dame be doing bad if he, he sweating Lee Dines for $2 million? I'm like, we're not talking about 2020. Maybe even two hundred thousand if you if you got money like that. We're talking exactly. two million. Exactly. There's a principality with that. Like, come on, two million. And he, the brother had to go to court to even get it on record that you owe him that money and that you're going to make that payment. So to me, that's hella trash, and it just speaks to you know Lee Daniels' value and how he he, he operates now. Which I what I think is kind of unfair. Is how now black men are being trashed once again. Like, yeah, you know, when Monique said, called out Lee Daniels, nobody wanted to believe it. But now that a man is saying it, everybody's like on the Lee Daniels is trash train. I think I've been on record saying Lee Daniels is trash for about three years. I know we've, we've made the, the point about how, how he uh, did some of the things in Empire that made black men and black families look bad. We've talked about his interview where he said he doesn't see racism and things of that nature. So this isn't a black man validating Monique. This is just his words proving how trash he is and he can't take any of that back. You know, I think I'm going to put on the conspiracy hat again. It is a clear to me example of Mr. Daniels not valuing Dame as a black man, you know, because this reminds me of when Jay Z and again, I, I, you know, full disclosure, I've been reading up a lot on Jay Z's business uh, acumen the last several months. But when Jay Z got wind of Cristal, you know, because Cristal was ubiquitous in, in hip hop for a minute, and then they said something along the line of, "Well, we can't control who buys our product." Jay's like, "Oh, is that right?" Jay kept it professional, did a press release, said, we're not fucking with you no more. And Cristal took a major hit in the wallet. Dame Dash has just done the same thing. You know, he has burned mm-hmm. burned Dame. Now it's out there that he's burned Dame. Oh, you mean Lee. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He burned Lee, and he's it's out there that he, that he did. Wait, Lee burned Dame. Damn. <laughs> and now Lee pause. has... Yeah, definitely yeah, a pause. And Lee has essentially done his brand like Cristal did theirs. He just, you know, he played himself. Word is out that you can't pay Dame, who was your only supporter when you were getting started. You're going to do him wrong, make him come for his money? You ain't shit. This means other producers now will look at you like, well, hold on now. We don't don't know about this guy, which means he's lost autonomy and opportunity and good. Fuck him. Well, the thing is, is I don't know just yet because <clears throat> he already has deals in place with Fox, with Star and Empire. And then you have to take into account, unfortunately, Dame has a bad reputation. Even if he's in the right here, he has a he kind of has a bad reputation. There's a very famous video of him going off on the Def Jam. <laughs> I, I love that video. <laughs> he let them have it, too. You know, he's probably in the right, but that's not the best way you handle it in that corporate environment. Uh, especially when you're Essentially working for them. I mean, you own your own company, by all means. He did like, have his own company. Right? I mean, that, but he was in Dev Jam, though. He he wasn't in Rock Nation, uh, Rockefeller raising hell. He was in Def Jam. Well, it was Def a meeting, but they was wrong. Yeah. And, and, it was wrong. Yeah, he did I, have I his own that. company, but obviously they took his major asset from his company 
and he got shitted on. But I hear what you're saying. And then the other thing is, is that Lee Daniels. I mean, I don't, I don't know what his relationships is like today, but he has that Oprah and Tyler Perry back in. For now. But it does look bad for him. I know they're gonna. I know he goes into any pitch. They're gonna be like looking at him sideways. I doubt it. I doubt it. He's just gonna pay off this situation, and he's already locked in the game. Man, they he ain't he ain't going nowhere. That's the thing boy. is, had he yeah. had he done Oprah like that, my first reaction would have been Oprah would have you know would have had him you know made a phone call and make him disappear. But Oprah wants to be an actress more than anything else. So he probably just stick her the movie and I'll be that. Dame is about business. He don't be no damn actor. He wants his money. Period. You're right. And Dame is, Dame is an outsider to the game at this point, only because they ain't fucking with him like that. Because yeah. you know, he's not gonna work for them, and he's outspoken. And he's they. He, to me, he's like a type. He's a threat to them. Like they not. So they ousted him outside. He's an outsider to that good old boy corporate network. Uh, they took Jay from him. And they got rid of him because they know they couldn't control him. You see how he gets down. So Lee Daniels is going to be good. Uh, just as Dame said, Lee is about a salary. Yep. And and Dame is a boss. So, yeah. of course. Two different mindsets. Oh, yeah. You know. um, but they just brought up something I wanted to also bring in, Monique. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so – of course, she's been in the news for a while, and she's been saying stuff about Lee Daniels and Tyler Perry, Oprah. And now she has put out uh, that she has secretly recorded a phone conversation with Tyler Perry to, I guess, prove that, you know, this conspiracy type of thing and how they were kind of blackballing her. But I think it's going I think it even puts her in a more of a bad light by putting that out there because. You know, it's all about trust when you're doing business and how you think that's going to make you look. And I don't see any executive or business taking her phone call ever again because she records phone calls and releases them. So ain't no way in hell nobody doing business is going to be taking a being on a phone call with you because you pretty much you just drew a line in the sand. And you exposing people, that's not good business. And I think her playing that card, the benefit of what she thinks that is, is going to be outweighed by the blackballation. I'm making up a word that's going to come from that action because you can't never come back. There's nothing else. You can't never come back from that. Oh, oh you exposing? You, you you taping conversations and you blasting people? Uh, I'm cool. You could be. You might be right. But you might do that to me. So, nah. Done. To me, she would be done. Like, mm -mm. I don't understand why she did that. Uh, But, yeah, you you played played yourself. Question. I I, I hadn't finished watching it all. What was she, what was the point of that conversation? What was she trying to get accomplished? Be honest, I didn't even listen to the whole thing because I was just, like, discussing. Like, ah. This is what we're doing. Again, even if you got Tyler on tape saying, yeah, yeah, you're owed this much money or whatever. I think that's what it was about. She's supposed to get paid a certain amount of money to work on Precious or go out there and promote or whatever. Even if it proves your point. But did Tyler know he was being recorded? Nope. Did he agree to put this out? 
So, yeah, I'm cool. I don't, I don't, to me, I don't even respect that type of get down. So it doesn't even matter what you say. Uh, I, I can't be a part. I'm not with that, man. I ain't with these kind of moves. So it don't even matter what it was about. I'm good. You, you got that. <laughs> yeah. That's other thing. It's like, if it's about the money, why are you releasing it? If he's agreeing to, I guess maybe she wants to hold him accountable. Like, oh, it's out this now. You got to definitely pay me my money. But now it's like, okay, you think it's short term because, okay, you're going to get this precious money. I don't know how much it, it let's, let's say it's $2 million. I don't know. Let's say it's $2 million. <laughs> but who's going to put you in a film now? Yeah. Who's going to put you on a television show? Who's going to work? Who's going to finance your uh, comedy tour? Because they might be turned off by how you handle things here. So you got your two million, but you might have asked yourself out of 20, 30, 40 million. Yeah. And, you know, she said something interesting in that conversation. She was like, Tyler, I want to talk to Medea. You know, because you talking this other stuff, Medea keeps it 1,000. I'm, I'm, you know, paraphrasing. But see, here's the thing Tyler Perry, damn near worth billions, billions of dollars. Why would he? Get on here talking like the maybe the old Tyler, or you bringing up a fictional character. He got bread, and he got his own studio and his own. He got business dealings. Why? Why would he even like? That's not even in his mindset. Listen to who you're talking to. I ain't got time for niggulations conversations. <laughs> He's doing business. I'm doing big business. So you can talk to me as Tyler Perry, but if you talk, if you want to get into some coon talk, you want to talk to the coon character, I would be like, I'm hanging up right now. This don't make no sense to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? So her mindset, and I, I respect some things about Monique, what she was saying, but when she said that, I was like, eh, at the end of the day, they're going to hang up the phone and he's still going to be doing what he needs to do. He's paid <laughs> and he's in the game. So no matter what's said, big bank take little bank, take opportunity and boss versus actor. What the fuck is he? He don't. What are you doing? You don't I get think- on there and talk to like, let me talk to, uh, I don't know. let me talk to Bill Gates, Bill, I want to talk to Bill and Ted, not Bill Gates. I let me talk to the dude. Where's the bro version of, of Bill Gates? Let me look at you like, huh? He'll laugh. <laughs> oh, you're you talking to Barack Obama. It's like, hey, yeah, but let me bro, talk to Barry, the, the weed yeah, smoker. Yeah, the now, weed I don't smoker. want Barack. I want Barry. Exactly. He'll be like, excuse me? Uh, you know, uh, I was the president of the United States, and nigga, you're crazy. You know, so, <laughs> It just, I don't understand what her in play is by doing that. And then, but, but again, you listen to how people conduct themselves and what they talk about when you're around movers and shakers. It's not even, a, it's, it's a wasted time. You know, it's just, as Tariq say, it's, it's, it's nigga babble. You're just running your mouth. You're arguing about something that's irrelevant to me. Like, yeah, I, he basically said, yeah, I kind of, I, I do agree with you. But I ain't cutting you no check. Like, what you want me to do? Uh, go handle your own business. It, it, it's over. You know, take the L on that or whatever and take that as a lesson and then go do better. 
Because at the end of the day, Tyler Perry Studios is popping. He's a boss. He's not going to. He got a Marvel check. Yeah, he ain't jeopardizing nothing. Nathan, so you can prove a point. Oh, well, he should have paid me. He was wrong. And you, you, he, I wish Tyler would have been like, <laughs> you know, you. It's this nigga babble. I, you know, I, grow up. Cre- put your own special out. Uh, do what I did. Get out there and do the work. I'll holler at you later. <laughs> Yo, it's clear when she said that it was very clear that she was playing to the camera. Because she was she was getting her joke, make it, right. asking to speak to Medea was clearly her. Yeah, I gotta I gotta try to make people laugh. So because I know I'm gonna put this out, so it was strategic all the way around. But it wasn't. You're right. It was strategic, un un unstrategic because you're ultimately gonna play yourself by releasing this. Yeah, and, and then blackball your whole situation. It can mess up your whole situation. But you know, I don't know, man. All we can do is look at these things and learn lessons. <laughs> Or what not to do and not how to conduct ourselves. You know, it's just, I look at it, it just reminds me of uh, when Tyrese was arguing with The Rock, right? Said, listen, man, you, you might be right, or maybe you have a point, but again, you're talking about The Rock? You're talking about the guy who Hollywood, that's their guy, and they're going to always roll with him? So if you think you are going to make the Hollywood not make their money and you talking greasy about they cash cow like you're gonna win from that you're not <laughs> they'll write your ass out of that franchise you won't never be in no movies and he gonna keep putting out movies so you might as well get off of that before you mess up your whole little get down that you got you know it don't make no I sense bet, I bet Netflix is laughing right now hilarious and, and Netflix yeah. put out some 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 like uh, thing with black creators. Oh, strong black lead, yeah. <laughs> they gonna keep it moving. Hey, hey, see you when I see you. Now, my thing is looking back at that. Is that because the PR chief was already in hot water, or was that already in the pipeline? That's probably in the pipeline. Now. Probably in the pipeline. I mean, it'd be a lot to put together in a short period period of time. Yeah, because they're, they're about that content and getting it out there. And Monique wanted to act a fool, and now she's sitting on the sideline. Oh, well. And, and now that you brought that up, explain to the people what that situation was. Well, quietly, last Friday, um, their Netflix put out a press release that their PR chief was resigning from the company because of complaints that he was using the N-word during meetings. Mm, and he was a white guy, apparently, right? Yeah. Now, see, and then he was the PR person. I think he was using it to, like, make some kind of, like, what was he talking about? He was making a point, or his point to use that was. He wasn't just saying, oh, shut up, niggas. I mean, he wasn't saying it like that. He was saying it to make a point about something. Do you you have that part? No, no, I don't. Look real quick. I have to look it up. I think he was saying, talking about in regards to some of the talent that they have, or maybe the comedians using the word. And if I'm not mistaken, if you can look that up. So he he was saying it for a reason. I mean, they all say it for a reason. But again, man, this kind of goes back to what I, used, I always say. If you got things to lose, you in big business, don't say that word. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> you have the right to say it. 
Definitely. Ain't nobody arguing that. But you also got the right to lose every, your, your whole shit. Because these big companies, they ain't going to sit there and fight that battle for you. Netflix got too much to lose. They got too much stuff on it. Oh, you're going to, they don't want to have that in the background where somebody can use that against them. Well, they had their HR guy was calling us niggers in the meeting. Nope. <laughs> Gotta go. Oh my God. I'm reading this story. This sounds like uh, a Michael Scott incident from the office. <laughs> So they said apparently he used it. This this is my conspiracy brother theory. Apparently this happened a couple months ago. He used it in a in an official meeting, and uh, several people present at the meeting later told him that it was hurtful. To which Friedland apologized. And I saying what context? So then apparently you know they were trying to deal with the situation, like how to um, how to get over the situation. To get past it, and apparently he used the word again with Netflix's two of Netflix's black employees that were trying to help Freeling deal with the original offense. And I'm like, oh my god, this is a Michael Scott, just <laughs> dumbass. You had to watch The Office, but I'm like, how you say it again? Because he thought what he, he thought he, you know, he, you know, oh, I'm shit. I'm I'm whoever I am. I ain't gonna. Hey, come on, guy. Yeah, I didn't mean anything. You know, another nigga. And hey. What's his name? Reed Hastings? Is that the Reed Hastings? Yeah. yeah. Reed is about his paper, man. He, you don't you don't bring a company that big this quick a time and be on some you know, guy ain't time for any kind of problems. He hey, he's out of here. Hey he called him in, hey man, listen. He probably said, You already know what it is, don't you? We already got the recognition press release paper written up, all you gotta do is sign it. You're gonna get your little uh, you know, Walking money and man, hey, it was great working with you. I, I, you know, I wish it could go another way. I'm sure you got other opportunities, <laughs> but you don't have to kick rocks, man. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> you already. They just probably laughing. <laughs> you already know it. We got billions on the table. You think we're gonna jeopardize that for the? <laughs> you must be crazy, man. Get up out of here. You know, get him up out of here, man. man he gone. Yeah, he probably be working yeah, somewhere I, else, but yeah, that's gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that's big business. They ain't playing. They said the final nail in the coffin was when he made no mention of his offense at a meeting of the black employees at Netflix, which happened three months after the first. I'm like, I'm a little side eyed in the black employees at Netflix. What the hell? Hey, that that's a very carefully crafted narrative. And, you know, now what's the name of the guy who got fired? Jonathan Friedland. So Jonathan Friedland, what you will probably, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you'll notice that he ain't coming out saying, I ain't say it. And he ain't coming out saying they was wrong. He understands that, though, this is, I'm not effing off other opportunities. So I'm going to go ahead and take this L, take my parachute package of money, and keep it moving so I can go to the next opportunity. Because if he try to jump out in front and say something greasy about Netflix, he'd be done in the industry. You see what I'm saying? So he probably is like, you know what? This is the best play for both of us. You know, cool. Uh, I can, I'll sign this letter. I agree with this narrative and I'm not going to say nothing disparaging about Netflix. I ain't going to contradict what you're saying. I'm out. And I'll take you, my L. Yep. Don't be in timeout for a minute. And yeah. he'll go be in another corporation. I guarantee you, you know, he played it like you're supposed to. You know, because some dummies would be like, I didn't say it. Listen, I have a right to say it. He, he, oh, shit. When you get into all that, you, you, you're done. He'd be done. But he didn't do that. 
Yeah, I'm reading on Reddit. They said he used, he said nigga as part when he was describing words that offend in comedy. See? So even in, even if you're just trying to make a point and you in big business and you, and plus he's, and he's eight and, 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 and then he's 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 HR too. That's the other thing about it. If they had on record that the HR guy was saying that word, no matter what the circumstances, it would it's not going to be a good look. So he, go. he had to go. Dude, this is the office. It's oh my god, because it was an actual episode where Michael Scott got in trouble because he repeated the uh, the Chris Rock joke about you know black people don't hate niggas hate niggas. And I'm like, this dude really said it? Mm. This dummy. Yeah. If he was probably a low-level executive, probably wouldn't have been no thing, but he'd have had an HR. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to be sending no, 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 no. PR, the PR chief. Oh, PR. Oh, interesting. Same thing. Yeah. After dealing with the public, you can't yep. be doing that, man. Yeah, he done, man. Well, there's another lesson learned. <laughs> I'm telling you, in today's society, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that simple. Yeah. Don't be that dude, man. Don't I'm be sorry. that. Voice. Stop talking. I'm just laughing. I'm like, this cat really is Michael Scott. <laughs> That's what happened. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it does go back to my my conspiracy brother theory about this whole strong black league because they said this happened a couple months ago, and all of a sudden, strong black league. There's a Twitter account. They're doing these videos. I'm like. They were preparing this. Oh yeah, yeah man. But they got shows out there that you know they got the she, she's got to have it re, relaunch. They got a second season of Dear White People. I don't think you know this has to do anything with that because they have so much content coming out. And you know, going back to Monique, she was a fool to turn her nose up at it because she missed all that exposure. Now she's getting exposed as being a clown. And a fucking spy, you know, somebody you can't trust. Yeah, and I, I'm just listen. When she announces her next job, then I'll be like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> when's the next comedy special? What new movie are you going to be in? What TV show are you going to be in? Um, that, that's that's the next announcement. When that happens, and okay, but right now she's just rolling this whole conspiracy train. I hope she's monetizing this. I hope she's got her own. YouTube channel set up or something, getting some kind of money out of it because he's losing a lot of opportunity. But well, well do Danny doesn't seem to be doing his job, does he? Damn, uh, I, ain't, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna disparage the brother. <laughs> my, my my thing is is that I'm seeing all these YouTubers like King Botch and some others uh, speaking to the mic a little great. bit, man. Oh, sorry, this better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing like. Uh, some of these YouTubers, former Viners, Instagrammers making their moves into Hollywood that got their start on social media. And Monique is a far bigger star than all of them. I'm just like, why? instead of still fighting this battle, put that energy towards building your own brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they might be able to get a reality show out of it or something. Oh, Lord, that would be a train wreck. She, YouTube would take it. Get that hope, money. Y- you hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Burning bridges daily, so I don't know. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, it looks like the title to the new Avengers movie may have leaked. 
Uh, people are saying that it's going to be called Avengers End Game. They're getting this from a cinematographer who worked on these movies with the Ruzos. Apparently, in his credit page, I don't know if this is on this IMDb page or something, but the he lists that as one of his credits uh, as Avengers Four Endgame. So, could be a working title. Yeah, possibly, definitely. Uh, but he definitely, I guess, he has an extensive work with the Russos and. Think he worked on uh, Infinity War. I'm, not, I'm trying to verify that, but uh, uh, this is kind of interesting title. In game, didn't Doctor Strange say that in the movie or some point? Like, I was going to ask, when is that coming on video? That's I want to right. Watch it again. He said we're in the end game. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Let's look up Infinity War video. I know they have announced it. I believe. Me personally, I think that's a white title. I was hoping they'd go with Avengers Assemble since we've yet to hear that. Mm. That's too corny. Uh, corny? Corny. That's a classic, though. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying it's corny. Okay. If you, I mean, it should be uttered at some point in the film, but not as a title. All right. Um, it comes out August 14th. Ah, it's coming up a couple of weeks. Next nice. DVD release. Um... I was something else I was going to add to that. But, uh, oh, and also we see that they've been leaking or some concept art has leaked from the new Avengers movie as well. Um, showing, uh, was it Captain, excuse me, Captain Marvel and other shots of the Avengers. And then uh, we see that Captain America has shaven his beard. Good. He's back to, I like the beard look. I thought it was kind of cool. I hated it. <laughs> But uh, so I'm curious to see. Obviously, we've talked about this movie many times, but uh, looking forward for that. Um, Net, excuse me, Ant Man and Wasp is coming soon. I know Amp who has seen the movie maybe a couple times. Yep. Uh, and and it's a thumbs up, two thumbs up for me. All right. It's a comedy heist film. To me, it is the most Disneyfied Marvel film that there's been. It is. It really does go into a lot of the beats that Disney does in their uh, animated films, but it's really good. It's hilarious. I've seen it twice, and I think there's only three scenes where I'm just like, okay, let's just get on to the next. Uh, from start to Randall Park as Agent Wu, to me, steals the movie. Michael Pena's back, his character, hilarious. You, it's not a deep, extension-level threat film. It's a comedy. It's a family comedy that has a lot of Disney tropes in it. So if you go in with that mindset, you'll enjoy it. All right. Does that come out this week? Yep, Friday. Okay. There are two post-credit scenes. The mid-credit one, uh, I don't want to spoil that because... Yeah, we're not going to spoil it here. <laughs> yeah, because you're going to be... It, it, it's a good one. The second one, it's it's kind of a funny thing, but you really don't have to wait around for that second one, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, that, man, this I'm going to change gears dramatically here. Now, have, have you guys heard of? Uh, and I apologize if I butcher his name. Uh, is it Extension? Who's the rapper who recently got? I had never heard of him until he yeah. till his unfortunate passing. Yeah, and which is you know very is a sad uh, circumstances and it was tragic. 
Um, but one of the guys they captured, who was, you know, arrested for this killing, uh, Diedrich Williams. There's there's video of him, sort of self snitching on himself and just, you know, this guy's a career. Killer. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's only 22 years old. Already got multiple felonies and different things. Uh, but this is, this is that you know. Again, man, a sign of you don't never want to go to prison. You don't never want to be doing a life of crime because this guy, uh, he hasn't been sentenced yet. He's only been you know arrested for this. He hasn't went to trial for this yet. But the word coming now is uh, says uh, per someone we know that works in the Dade County Jail System, Triple uh, X's murderer Diedrich Williams was assaulted in Broward County Jail. Word we got from our informant is that he was told Diedrich was getting a shower when he was ambushed with an attempted rape, uh, which in jail is the ultimate sign of disrespect. We are told that Kodak, uh, kind of snitching, Kodak black people may have had something to do with it. This makes total sense because Triple X and Kodak were extremely tight friends like brothers. One has to think if the assault was calculated to happen the day of Triple X's memorial, which was held at... B B and T Center in Broward County today. Um, then they're showing um, some texts from the source. You know, basically, yeah, they got him. Uh, got him in the shower. Got him pretty bad, raped and all. Uh, that's some stuff, man. That's why you don't never listen, man. You don't want to be the thug and all that kind of stuff because it's not a good outcome. You know, you, you, you're murdering somebody's son. And I think he's, they said he had a pregnant girlfriend. And now one of the young men who allegedly did the crime, now he's being assaulted in jail. You know, it's just wild stuff, man. That's why I hit the books, man. Stay out of stay out of that foolishness, uh, uh, the criminal. You know, the thing about it, though, is that I have kind of been paying attention to the story. The sad, sick part about it is, you know, this young man, uh, the rapper, you know, he was robbed, basically, right? And they ended up killing him. But a lot of that type of stuff, the thing that happened to him, be the same thing they praise in these rap songs. And some of these rap songs, you know, they praise the killer and the thug. And, oh, he got it. I got to get him, you know, get him for his stuff. You know, now, so when it happened in real life, it ain't all funny games, right? But you got to be careful. Like, there's people that rap this stuff, and then there's people that's actually living this foolishness. But when you when you got certain people, certain fans, they glamorize in that, but they ain't in that area where it happens. You can't really be crying when it happens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a, I'm not trying to be harsh, but I'm just saying, like, you got to be careful what you glamorizing and what you asking for, because this it could actually happen. It could happen to you. It could happen to me. So, you, you know. Mike, yeah, we be, make certain I'm on the same page here. Is this the guy who had the video up with the little red thingy on talking smack? Mm, I don't know. Had his face covered up, but said oh, he, he did it. All that. Is that I him? Think, talking about yeah. Takashi Six Nine? Oh no, 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 no. You're not talking about the. No, you're you're talking about is a guy. I think he said he had a red thing on. I don't know about this video you mentioned, so I, I'm going to answer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I want to give misinformation. Now, as far as Akashi, I saw him do a freestyle. Yeah, 
was not impressed. Was not impressed. Yeah, all I can say is, man, I hey, listen. Be careful of that lifestyle. You know, it's in your best interest to take care of your family, take care of yourself. I, I ain't speaking on no gang stuff. I'm just, I'm a square. You know, I'm a dad, so I don't have. I'm not out there in them streets, and I don't advocate anybody be out there. Yeah, take care of your family, uh, but yeah, you gotta be very careful if you're gonna be out there playing around with some of this stuff. Because again, there's a lot of people out there that ain't playing, uh, and life is cheap out there. And if you got something to lose, there's really no reason why you are around that type of environment. Because there are some real killers and wolves out there. And hey man, it ain't worth it. You know, you want to see your kids smiling and laughing. So I ain't with it. So I, ain't, I, said, I ain't with it. I don't know nothing about that life. <laughs> I ain't about it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I put God first. <laughs> but anyway, just wanted to uh, put that out there as I saw that. Um. And I will say, oh, switching gears, uh, Luke Cage. I have not watched season two yet, but I hear a lot of great things about it. So I definitely want to check it out. But I don't want to spoil nothing either. So I know you guys have, you guys have watched all of it? I have seen it all. Okay. It was in here. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> well, I mean, well, it don't have to be if he's good. It was good. It was good. You know, I'm not going to say it was, you know, the be all and all, but it was good. Now, wait a minute. I, okay. Uh, I think this was Ampu. Now, somebody told me that they compared season two of <laughs> Luke Cage to The Wire. Was that no, you? Fuck out. That was me. I said, come on, man. <laughs> I said it was just as good as season two of The Wire. Uh, and I was not a fan of The Wire, but watching this season, I thought it was just as engaging as a show. And I would put it to be the worst. I guess this is me hedging my bets. I would put it up there with the worst season of that great series. I wouldn't. Nope. One, three, four, five. Nope. But season two? Yep. I, I wasn't a big fan of that. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love Bushmaster. You know, I'm a Jamaican in law. So seeing all <laughs> using that, <laughs> using all that patois, like, you know, I've been using Ross Cloud a lot. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. <trade. laughs> and, and there's a, and there's a scene between Black Mariah, Alfred Woodard, first of all, Alfred Woodard, just give her the Emmy for best actress. I said best actress in a supporting role. No, she was the fucking star. Uh, give her. There's a scene with her with Bushmaster's uncle, and they're going back and forth. Bushmaster's uncle talking about, "Oh, you Yankees, y'all were slaves. I ain't did this shit." And Black Mariah was like, "Well, fuck you, I did this. I ain't did shit." <laughs> I died. You need to watch that scene. There was just so I felt like Chael Coker. He saw Black Panther, or he must have got an early cut of Black Cut Black Panther sometime last year, <laughs> and he went back to Marvel Studios like, "Yo, if y'all can get, let Ryan do that, then damn it, I should be able to do this for a year." Because he was like, he was getting it way into interracial stuff there. Okay, I gotta check that out. I gotta check it out for real. I might start watching it tonight. Um, also, uh, Power comes back this weekend. I think it actually. If you're on the Stars app, it'll probably debut right at 12 midnight. 
can't wait to watch that. Oh, that's tomorrow? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah, July 1st. Yeah, it's going down. Uh, so definitely can't wait to that. Last thing I want to leave you with this. I forgot. I saw the movie Superfly. The, the remake. Oh. Here's the thing. I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's not a bad movie. It's not what I thought it was going to be. It is made for today. Uh, the only thing I can say that sucks out of it is the mu- the music. It's no way in hell it compares to the original. But there are scenes in this one where they use the original music. Beautiful. But me, I enjoyed this movie. It was... Uh, it was a funny movie at me at times because it's an action movie, actually. And there's parts about it that borderline, like, kung fu, almost, like, fantasy or something. Because there's these guys in the movie called the Snow Patrol. And if you've ever seen the trailers, the guys, they wear all white. They're essentially, you know, they're a gang. You know, they sell drugs and stuff. But they're super flamboyant. And I thought they were hilarious because, first of all, just the fact that they wear all white and the cars are white, it's so over the top and stupid. But I thought it was hilarious. And then I don't know the name of the guy, but like the, the main sort of bad guy from the Snow Patrol, he's this young kid. He was, he played a hater so well. He didn't have any reason necessary to hate, but he's just one of them hating ass niggas. <laughs> I don't like you because you false and nigga. Why them why them hoes like that nigga? I hate that. Nigga. You know he was that type. Of, I thought he was hysterical, and it's the way he looked. He was just mad, and he was mad, and it was basically over some females. I was just like, wow, this guy is a hater. And then there's the guy who is the leader of the Snow Patrol. I don't remember his name, but he he has to be a real person from the streets. There's no way in hell an actor <laughs> could do the slang, the the mannerisms, and the look. I, I, I'm convinced he is not an actor, but I thought he was one of the best things in the movie. He reminded me of Baby, you know, from the uh, Cash Money guys. Birdman? Birdman, excuse me. He reminded me of Birdman. It, it, it was just... I thought he was so authentically great. It was hilarious. The kid who plays Priest, I thought he did it very well. He He's a kid to me. I don't see him as a grown-ass man. Like, I look at the original Superfly. To me, that was like a man uh, playing that character. This dude, is a to me, he looks like a kid. But I do think he played the role very well. Uh, I couldn't believe somewhat what he's doing. Uh, he is a bad person. I'm going to get me wrong. He's selling drugs. Uh, but I don't think he actually kills anybody in a movie. But uh, it he was good. And then uh, I always call him Easy e but I know that's not his real name. Uh, what's his actor's name? He's on sh- I think it's Jonathan Mitchell or yeah, something, something Mitchell. Mitchell. Jason Mitchell. Jason yeah. Mitchell. He was excellent in this for the little parts that he was in it. He, you know, he's a good, he's actually a very good actor. Uh, so he brought a little something to it. And same with Omar. Uh, was it Michael K. Williams? He was like this sensei slash OG who brought Priest in the game. You know, it was kind of over the top, but I did like his character. Uh, but it's just a, it's a cool movie. It's, 
I definitely say when it comes out on Blu-ray or something or, or, or digital, you should rent it and watch it. it it's an enjoyable fun movie it ain't gonna change your life but i would say it's the new hood movie of today uh and i think i saw it's so funny when i saw it it was literally just me and one other person in theater Damn. <laughs> oh now i went like thursday midday so mostly we're not gonna be there but me and the lady that were in there we did enjoy the movie and i can imagine watching this with a crowd of people would be hilarious uh, yeah, and then the other thing is there was a sex scene in this movie that was pretty crazy. I was like, okay, You're getting it in because Priest has two girlfriends in this movie that live with him, and they don't shy away from them getting down and all that. I just thought that was pretty uh, dope that they didn't have to play it like he was some non-sexualized person, like he was like on some Prince shit or something. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. And then his hair. I have to mention his perm. It's mentioned in the story a couple of times. So it's not like he's just wandering around in 2018 with his hair and nobody mentions it. No, they mention it. And he does kind of get some friendly clowning. There's even a part when somebody clowns him about being Morris Day. And it was funny because that character, he didn't know who Morris Day was. I was like, that's how the kids are. Damn. <laughs> but he, I was like, when he said it, I was like, he does have the more stay here. He's like, you more stay here, motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was, it's, it's, it's not bad. Uh, should they have called a superfly? No. Uh, but I understand why they did. Uh, the movie is actually produced by Joel Silver, who of course did the Matrix movies and a lot of action movies uh, in the nineties. So that was very interesting. But, but it's definitely, it's, it's not a, it's not a horrible movie. Not at all. Uh, if you like gangsters, thugged out drug movies, you'll love this. Uh, it's right up there with the long, uh, with all the other ones. And uh, cinematography is pretty cool at certain points. Um, there's a, definitely a lot of booty shaking, uh, you know, making it rain, <laughs> <laughs> and all that nonsense. But that's Atlanta. So there you go. All right. Uh,. I gotta cut it short here. Booty shaking, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Listen, I wanna thank everybody who has supported us, uh, as we go on. And we're definitely getting back to doing more podcasts. You know, I, for those who don't know, my, my kids were in town for the last three weeks and I was just going, I wanted to be on daddy time and just enjoy. All of that, so I was I fell back. I'm re-energized. I might do a place in this world about that, you know, for all my fathers out there. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. But I just want to thank everybody who sticked in there with us. Uh, shout out to Big Sexy and Sack. Where can they reach you online, sir? Over at Twitter under WSE Mark and Facebook under Mark Wiggins. And the countdown has begun. July 18th, I leave for D.C. So I'll be out there for four or five days just doing a little work, doing a little relaxing. Can't All wait. Right. All right. And Pooh, where can they find you online? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, me and Mariah will be back uh, Monday with their full spoiler-filled review of uh, Ant-Man and the West. Oh, yeah. I'm all over that. All right. 
All right. Shout out to everybody else on the team and podcast juice. And as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.